the WGA push the button. As of yesterday, May 2nd, 2023, the Writers Guild of America is officially on strike. Also, later on in the show, we're going to talk about how this could affect the movies and the TV shows that comic book lovers enjoy. And today is May 3rd, 2023. JT is here with his top picks and reviews for new comic book day. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the one in 100 podcasts. All right, so the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, they are on strike. Uh, as of right now, of in this recording, they are still on strike. All right, I'm recording this Tuesday afternoon, um, and I woke up this morning to this news that the writers were going on strike. I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen um, because studios suck. <laughs> you know, they suck. They just want to continue to get their money uh, and put people to work and, you know, not uh, pay them for what they are worth, you know, and uh, it's it's, it's kind of messed up. But I'll be the first one to admit um, I now understand why the quality of work, in my opinion, hasn't been up to par. Okay. Um, I, this is not my field. I don't, I'm not a writer. I'm not a director. I'm a fan. Okay. I'm a fan. And when I go to a movie or I watch a TV show, uh, that's about comic book, you know, stuff, you know, characters and things like that. I want to be entertained and sometimes I'm not, but when you go and see what the, the WGA, uh, what they're demanding and what they're fighting for, it all makes sense. Okay. They are overworked and underpaid and underappreciated. And I want to be the first to say on my show that I apologize for criticizing a lot of these people that are writing these stories and movies that I enjoy. All right. Um, so let's get to some of the things that they are arguing about or, or d d demanding. Okay. Well, first, let me just say this. This is the first time in 15 years that the, the WGA has been on strike and 98% of the people voted yes. Okay. <laughs> that they wanted to go on strike. So that means that this was a serious, serious issue. And they have a lot of them that they want to, you know, fight for. And they want the studios to come up off some of that ciabatta. You know what I'm saying? So one of the things that they, um, that they fought for or that they're fighting for is that they want to actually have a stable job. <laughs> they want to be able to go to work for 10 to 52 weeks. All right. They don't want to just go and do these eight episode streaming uh, series and, and only have work for, you know, three weeks, you know what I'm saying? Especially being that they have to work, you know, hours and hours without sleeping to get these scripts done. All right. They want to be able to get back to, you know, those 20 episode series and TV shows. They want to be able to work a little bit longer and be involved in a little bit more things on set when it comes to these movies. They want to actually be a part of the creative team. They are the most important part to the movies and to this TV series, they should be a part of it much longer. Don't just employ me for three weeks and then make me go try and find another job. 
All right. So that's some one thing that they're they're fighting for, especially with the change in technology where everything is streaming now. Okay. They want to make sure that they're compensated for for that time. They want to be able to work longer. They also want to get these writing rooms. They want to get these mini rooms the heck out of here. Okay. And when I say mini rooms, basically what they're saying is there's like there could be like two people working on a script. Okay. For something that has to be done quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, they want to raise that minimum up to like six to 12 people to be involved in creating a story, in creating a movie, because it's a lot of work that has to go into this. And it's a lot of hands that are needed to be pinning these things. And it's not fair that these people have to put in all of these hours, <laughs> like I said, with no rest and then get tossed to the wayside to go try and find another gig, you know, um, and then watch these uh, actors get all the credit for the words that they write. Uh, like I've been saying, man, like with Marvel and DC making all these announcements about who they're going to be casting and all that stuff. Listen, it's a superhero movie. It's not that complicated. Yes, you can tell a compelling story if the writers do the right thing in the writer's room, but I'm sorry, any actor can be in that role if the writing is fire. You don't have to get Oscar nominated or Academy nominated actors. Like, you don't have to do that all the time. And you don't have to make it a big deal. Let's make it a big deal and get these writers paid. Um, so, that's some of the things that they're fighting for. Uh, another thing that I believe that they're fighting for, or that I found was interesting, is that they want you know, pay increase, you know, like all the things that they're demanding, they're saying that it's going to cost the studios $429 million. That's a very interesting number. I don't know how they came to 429. Why not just go to 430? But it's going to come to 429. The studios are saying, nah, we ain't giving you that much. We'll give you 86. That's messed up because these people have to find health insurance. They have to pay their bills. They have to go out here and work 15 different jobs in order just to make ends meet. And then you go and make a billion dollars on Avatar The Way of Water. <laughs> you know, so I, I find that very interesting that the studios are not trying to come up off of that money when they do need uh, these writers. And the other one that I saw and you can find all of this on uh, just hit, go to Google, man, and you can find the demands that the Writers Guild of America are actually you know, trying to get. Uh, and one of the things that they said on. I believe it's called the pattern of demands. I think that's what it's called on, on just, you know, just go and they got a website for it, but they also said they don't want to be competing with AI or any other forms of technology. Like that is wild that they have to put that in uh, the list of demands. Like, come on, man, you guys have to understand that AI is going to get you just so far, you know, it's not going to have the heart and soul that, uh, a human is going to be able to have to tell these stories. They don't have the experiences, you know? So that's just insane that they even have to ask for that. They have, they got health insurance on there, pensions, like all kinds of things that anybody that's working their asses off, you know, deserves to get when you're putting in over 40 hours a week, you know? They give all the money to the actors. They give all the money to the directors and they're not doing anything but working on what the writers are putting on the pages for you to direct and for you to recite. 
So, you know, with that said, let's kick it over to JT because I want to come back to this topic uh, later on in the show and just talk about how this could possibly affect the things that we enjoy as far as comic book entertainment goes. But let's kick it over to JT because it's new comic book day, May 3rd, 2023, and he's got his top picks and reviews for us to listen to. JT, what's going on, brother? Hey, man, listen, it's been a lot going on in the world of uh, creating and writing. So I'm hoping that you can make oh, this yeah. episode a little bit more lighthearted. <laughs> what you pick up oh, this yeah, week? Of course. Of course. Of course. Good evening, uh, everybody. Good evening, Amir. Uh, it's JT. Uh, as always, I got some new books out this week that I want to go over. You know, hopefully, you know, you guys pick something that you like and hope you enjoy the review. First up, I'm going to give an honorable mention just to get it out of the way. We've got a new right. Edge of the Spider-Verse, number one. Mm-hmm, it's out this mm-hmm. week. There's multiple covers, including a Fire, 1 in 25, by Ken Lashley. Yeah. Um, if you like the last series they did with the dinosaur, with the Peter Parker and all that they have now with Venom Dinosaur, so it is a first appearance. Pick it up. If you're one of those spec heads, uh, hold out for issue three, because I believe that's going to be the first full appearance of uh, Spider-Boy. Well, I guess we'll see. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting that, getting that out of the way. First up, we've got <laughs> Batman 135 by Chip Zdarsky. Oh, this yeah. brings to uh, close his multiversal time warping story where we find Batman in an alternate universe where Catwoman's kind of on his side, but she's not. Thank and God. I heard that. <laughs> Stop it. And Punchline is on like this, this, this diesel venom juice and, 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 uh, the would-be Joker is not the Joker, but he's trying to tap into the multiversal Joker, and it's it was it's an interesting read. It's fun. I like the way they did it because this is a legacy number, the one thirty-five, because it's actual actually number nine hundred, if you can believe that. And Crazy. literally, they pay homage to all of the different Batmans because think about it. It's nice. a multiversal story. So he's bouncing from one universe to another. Listen, we got Adam West Batman in this. I'm just saying. Wow. Wow. Okay. We got, we got Batman beyond Batman going through here. We got it's, it, it was a really fun read. I'm not going to spoil anything by telling you how it ends or, or what happens, but just know that this is obviously the conclusion to this story arc. It was satisfying. It was a fun read. Um, just keep in mind, because it's a thicker book, this is not your four ninety nine. This is going to be a five ninety nine book. And if yep. you go with the cardstock yep. cover, it's like, like six ninety nine. So yeah, I did too. So <laughs> you know, just just so you guys know, you got to watch your wallets. Next mm-hmm. up, we've got a book by um, Simon Furman, who was the uh, yes. writer on Transformers for the longest time. And he, of course he did Death's Head and uh, he has a new book out through Whatnot called Astrobots. Mm-hmm. And this is an actually a pretty cool concept read where you have uh, artificial intelligence taking on a larger form for itself and then growing into cybernetic beings that are sentient. But their overall goal is to help shepherd humanity and to keep us surviving they apparently are terraforming what looks like a, a planet 
and they're building up the society to welcome 50,000 colonists. Mm -hmm. And all the while, there's an underlying theme where if you catch, there's a few subtle moments where there's a couple of these, um, I mean, look, look, let's be honest. They they look like Transformers, all right? So (laughs) these, these, these robots... Robots in disguise. No, I mean, I'm just saying. Um, there's a couple of them, and they're like having this conversation out in public, and it seems like they're maybe I don't know, maybe they're plotting an uprising, or, or there's something going on underneath it all. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have this older model Apollo series robot that shows up at the city gates from what is it? I guess they call the dead zone. And he's there to bring a message. You don't necessarily find out what the message is per se, but there's a message and he just wants to talk to your leader and then all chaos ensues. Mm -hmm. And the story has a pretty interesting conclusion as we see the colonists start to show up. Right? So I am really interested in this book. Like it's like I said, it's through what not publishing. This is actually a book I picked up because you had pointed it out because I didn't even know it was out. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Amir. But yeah. it was definitely a solid read. I enjoyed it. I grabbed cover B. Um, yeah. I think the the artist's name is uh Hector Tunic. Tunic, yeah, Turnic, Turnic. Yeah, turn Turnic. Mm-hmm. And yo, it's a fire cover. I mean, yeah, Apollo's on the boy. cover of cover B. Yeah, yeah so I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, last up, we have uh, Darth Vader number 33, mm. and this one's called Corruption of the Handmaid, and with good reason. So after the events of the last, uh, I think it was Crimson Rain event, and um, the force was off balance, and Vader and uh, Palpatine were trying to stop this, I guess, uh, introduction of uh, ancient evil, another Sith. Um, they obviously were able to stop the the whole situation, but now the emperor is feeling and surge in power back on Coruscant. The weird part is, is Vader's on his star destroyer, and he's feeling kind of an opposite effect, and hmm. he doesn't have control of his powers right now, so he's like crushing things. So, for anyone who hasn't been reading. One of Padme's old handmaidens, um, Sebe, is there with him, and she's trying to help him. He almost kills her in that process, which is the funniest thing, because she, like, literally closed this hatch just to, like, lock him into a, a corridor, and the one Imperial officer is like, what are you, crazy? And she's like, but look. And he, like, tore a hole through the side of the ship. That's how much power he has, but he has no control. So she ends up taking him to a um, distant planet, and she's trying to save him all the time. He's trying to kill her, and he's not trying to do it on purpose, which begs to, you know, to the question of, you know, has she really grown attached to Vader? Because throughout this entire series, it's been like one those things where is she doing this to undermine him at some point so she can destroy him or is she genuinely trying to help him does she genuine genuinely believe in his version of order and mm-hmm. i feel like she does she is in essence what padme could have been hmm. so this is a very interesting story it's not very uh word heavy 
I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> so, but there's a lot of action in it. And at the end, you see that that last page, I was, I was kind of blown away. It wasn't Philadelphia 30 blown away, but yeah. it was still blown away. Anybody nice. who doesn't know, go check that book out. You'll understand what we're talking about. Yes. Uh, but that seems to be it for the week. I do have an honorable mention. We have Star Wars, Landau Calrissian, number one. It is a one-shot. It's a $4.99 book. And this is basically a book where we find out how I think Lando ended up mm. and Jabba's employ in the return of the jedi movie so it was a solid you know the artwork solid the cover was solid i just have to dive into the story and you know maybe i'll, I'll post something and let you guys know but as always you know go out get yourself a pull list support your shop support this hobby and remember to keep it 100 yes sir yes sir well listen man Got a lot of books to go read, people. Get to it, JT. We appreciate you yeah, giving us those dope Always. reviews, man. And uh, we will definitely catch you next week, brother. All right, so let's get back to um, this Writers Guild of America strike, the WGA strike of 2023. Um, so I laid a few things out on the table as far as what they are demanding. I mean, there's even been writers that have come out and said, like, I wrote an Emmy award winning show and I can't even afford to pay my bills, you know, or I, uh, I couldn't even work at home because I did not have electricity. So I had to go to the library or my show was nominated for an Emmy and I had to buy my own ticket to the, you know, the award show, you know, things like that. Um, it just feels like, man, just super unappreciated. And honestly, I work in the healthcare system and I was in the healthcare system when COVID hit and, you know, there were certain things that were exposed about the healthcare system to the employees, to the nurses, to the techs, to the CNAs and the doctors. Like we saw a lot of things come unraveled. And as first responders, we felt very unappreciated. You know, there was a lot of people getting sick, people dying that worked in the healthcare field, trying to save your family members' lives. We had to be there when they took their last breaths, right? And when you turn around and see that this is happening to people that kept us entertained during that time, writing and allowing us to have some type of way to escape everything that was going on. And when you find out this is what's going on behind closed doors, it's insane. It's insane. It's completely just messed up, man. Um, but how does this affect people that enjoy the comic book movies uh, and the TV shows and the animated series? Listen, in this strike, the, the people that are part of the Writers Guild of America have been instructed. You do not do anything. Don't accept any scripts. Don't accept any meetings nothing any emails that you have received before this point do not open them leave them closed <laughs> don't even check for them any emails that you get after this point you can save them and go back to them after we're done but do not respond you know all work has to be stopped right now even on the daytime television shows, even on the nighttime television shows like nah you walk out of that room. 
you know uh so as far as like marvel and dc goes i'm pretty sure there's certain scripts that are done for marvel and for dc uh well maybe not dc because they just i mean well you got superman legacy that's done (laughs) but uh as far as marvel goes i'm pretty sure they have some series that are done already and they can work on uh those projects it gets a little tricky when it comes to people that are writers and producers um because i also believe there's something happening with sag as well um not yet but i think that's going to be the next one that people are going to be making demands about but the people that are writers and producers i really don't know how that's going to work out because they have to look at the script, but they are a part of the Writers Guild of America. So how does that work out? It's going to be very interesting. And I feel like if this doesn't get resolved soon, we're going to have some major delays on a lot of the things that we enjoy watching. The last strike actually took 100 days to get resolved. So, okay, you know, a few months and get back to work. Um, So hopefully that's the case and they can get back to work. As far as DC goes, they're so far away from anything really getting started. You know, like they people might have they might have just started hiring writers and things like that. So they got a while to go so they can they can chill for a minute. But as far as Marvel goes, they announced a lot of projects coming you know, TV shows, movies, all kinds of things. They announced a whole phase five and six and all that stuff. So it sounds like a lot of work is going to be put on hold for them. So with that said, uh, it looks like a lot of you speculators are going to have to read some comic books. <laughs> You're going to have to go go to the shop and read some awesome stories, man. I mean, that's the best thing I could tell you because we really don't know. We just know that the Writers Guild of America will not be working. They will not be doing anything and hopefully they get this thing resolved soon enough so that people can start getting paid and get back to work. And, you know, the whole world could be uh, entertained. But with that said, that'll do it for today's episode of the one in 100 podcast. If you are new to the podcast, please hit that subscribe button uh, and, you know, share it with your friends and family and let them know that the one in 100 podcast is, you know, here for your listening pleasure, you know. But with that said, this is also an independently funded podcast and you can support the podcast by one going down in the description of the episode and uh, hitting the link for the uh, buy me coffee app where you can donate, um, you know, whatever, you know, I think it's $5 you start off and that's a way you can support the podcast so we can continue to stay up and running uh, and able to produce these episodes three days a week for you guys. Also, if you are, a podcaster or someone who's interested in podcasting, there is a link in the description to Buzzsprout where you can, you know, hit that link and maybe get your podcast started today, man. And it also is a way to help this podcast continue to rock and roll, man. So I appreciate you guys, man. If you're, you know, a returnee, much love to you guys. Listen, Kay is going on vacation this week uh, and I'll talk more about why he's going on vacation, you know, when we get to, to Saturday's episode, but it's probably just going to be me on Saturday and I'm not going to rock too long, maybe about as long as this episode and we'll talk about a few other things that have come up with marvel um specifically margot robbie and uh 
her situation that could be happening at the MCU. But anyway, <laughs> join me on that episode. Thanks to JT and thanks to Isaac for giving us those comic reviews. Uh, and Isaac will be back next week for sure to give us some previews for your pull list. And yeah, man, I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One in 100 Podcast.